Hey guys, this is Ishai Breslauer and welcome to the CRE Shark Eye Show where we discuss commercial real estate. On Mondays, we dive deep into an asset class and on Thursdays, we go into some inspirational stories for the weekend. Can't wait to start. Let's go. This is Ishai Breslauer with the CRE Shark Eye Show. I hope you guys are doing fantastic this Monday morning. And we're all psyched to go and to do what we love, which is commercial real estate. And um, today, what I want to do is I want to talk industrial. Before I do that, I just want to make sure that everybody knows about my seven-day CRE challenge, seven-day commercial real estate challenge for people who are entering the field of commercial real estate to brush their, I already say, to get brushed up in this whole industry and to get uh, used to the industry and to get understand what this is what this industry is capable of doing to your life and you could start up and changing your life by entering it and why anyone can do this so uh, check that out please and uh, right away I'm going to dive into what I want to talk about today I want to talk industrial that's the topic of today let's talk industrial 2021 industrial and uh, we obviously know what happened in 2020, and once the pandemic, once the coronavirus hit, everything pretty much changed for us. Everything changed, and we know that. We spoke about it many times. Everybody's talking about that. But what I want to do is I want to focus on the industrial part that happened and started booming um, because that was a thing that started happening prior to the pandemic. And how did it start? It started happening because... Um, obviously, we knew about the e-commerce revolution that started everything that started to happen with that. And uh, once that was uh, rolling, what that snowball was starting uh, going forward, um, we started seeing the e-commerce booming because the e-commerce booming because Amazon came into the picture, of course, and took away from the retail industry. That's how everything started up, right? So everything started up with that. So the Amazon revolution started up. Everybody is starting to buy e-commerce. A lot of people are, I would say, taking out, taking away a little bit from their uh, habits of visiting a retail center, a shopping center, a mall, etc. So that one started then. And, uh, and uh, retailers started thinking ahead. And it started, of course, with, um, started, of course, with the big guys, with uh, all those JC Pennies, the Sears started to go out of business, and we saw that happen in a big, big scale. But once the pandemic hit, it took it to another level. But I want to go back for a little bit and talk about industrial. Once we knew that the e-commerce and how does that work? It works. It started with the consumers. It started with the people who actually want to buy products, right? So they go online, they buy products. And instead of visiting, instead of walking and visiting the actual store, they're visiting the store online from their computer, just like you guys are sitting at home and watching all the time, uh, especially during the time that you couldn't live at home, couldn't live your, your home or, uh, you know, but I'm talking about prior to that. People got used to the fact that they could sit at home and actually order. What does that, what was the, what's the effect that happens after that? Um, people don't visit the stores. You need more storage areas. You need no more warehousing. You need more areas to actually put the product there. And you need a lot more logistics in order to maneuver those things that are called 
you know, the e-commerce revolution to get people to get their product. If you buy a phone, you could get it at home by someone actually delivering it to you. If you buy a little toy for your kids, if you buy clothes, if you buy anything, it's been delivered to you. But this whole delivered to you aspect has, how do you say, has a back end. And that back end is the whole revolution that we're talking about. Now, once this whole thing started happening and it started gaining momentum, it started gaining uh, this whole thing. So we saw that retailers and retailers, whoever was fast enough, just like, uh, for example, Walmart or Costco, all these guys, Costco is a different story, but I'm saying Walmart and also Target. Target understood a little late, but once they got it, they got it. And they understood that it's less about the square footage that they need in the stores, but it's more about the whole warehousing that and the logistics that needs to be done in order to fulfill those orders. Other, other companies did not see it coming. But when the pandemic hit, when coronavirus came into the door and nobody could move out of their homes, that was the only option. And uh, we know what happened to retail. This is not, I'm not talking about retail today. We know what happened to that. But once that happened, you know, when you have something happening, it's not like it's happening in one place and that is it. It's happening in that place, but then it creates a new opportunity in another. And that's what happened to the whole industrial thing. Because once you have people not going to the stores and they need to order online because they still need goods, maybe there are certain things, maybe there's certain things um, that are not happening Maybe there's certain things that are not happening uh, uh, um, again ever because people are not going to go out and do them. Like, for example, they're not going to go for vacation. So that's why hospitality got hit. That's why airlines got hit. That's why all these things happened. That's why people didn't go with cars. So that is a, a type of a product that got hit from another angle. But certain things, like, for example, ordering food, or ordering clothes, ordering ordering. Uh, 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 pharmacy products, anything that you need, anything that you need at home and people live by and people need to order things or home office people needed to create. So they started ordering online all the kind of products in order to make their home office like this thing, right? Like any other stuff that people started using and they never used it before. Okay. So they didn't go to the store, but they did order it online. And again, the back end starts, back end starts working. The whole logistical system starts moving. Once the logistical system starts moving, once it starts happening, once it starts uh, um, going forward, it creates an industry. <clears throat> it creates a new world. It creates a new business, created new businesses. So that business that all of a sudden has so much more happening in there requires a lot more support around that type of business. And that's where we are right now. And that's what we're going to talk about. So once this whole industrial revolution started and people started ordering things online, so the whole back end, as I said, started maneuvering, started going and so on and so forth. So it's sort of, I would call it, uh, um, it, it's a snowball. It's a snowball because once you start that, you need more space. More space requires more square footage, meaning that's more space. The more square footage or square meters if you're in Europe, and I'm talking mostly about obviously in the US, but it's all over the world.
But once you have a requirement for more square footage, as I say, sorry about that. Um, if once you have a requirement for more square footage than the price for square footage when it comes to industrial, light industrial or warehousing or storage and all those things, the price goes up. So what I, so the first thing, the first thing I see for 2021 and going forward is that, you know, this world of industrial single digits when it comes to per square foot, I think it's dead. I think it's over. The one thing that we're going to see is the, uh, we're going to see the the 10, the 12, the 14 uh, per square foot. It, it's going to be much more. It's going to be more and more common because it's required. That's why. And um, you know what? And it's also a perspective because let's say, for example, someone owns a mall, okay, or a huge shopping center. And that shopping center is an out-of-town shopping center. Is that, you know, those super centers that are away and it stopped performing a long time ago. So you have two choices. You have a choice of saying, I can still, I can still have it. I can still use it. I'm still, and they still look at the $30 per square foot, $24, that I don't know, $40 per square foot, $100 per square foot. Who knows what they were charging and where? $200 per square foot. And, and it was a long time ago and it's dead. Who knows what the numbers used to be? Who knows? But it's dead. It's gone, right? It's it's uh, the world is gone. So from all those numbers that they have per square foot, no matter where they are, depends where they are, of course, where they were, where they are, but where they were in terms of business, it's not existent anymore. They are now actually making zero dollars per square foot. There's nothing. Nothing's coming in. So once nothing is coming in, and it's been there for a while, it's like sort of becoming such a thing that you know that it's not going to recover, not anytime soon. Then you have two choices. One, you can sell it at a loss. You have few choices. You can sell it at a loss. You can just ditch the place because don't want to pay taxes. Nobody wants to buy it. Sell it at a loss to someone who wants to um, uh, reposition it and uh, make a Make a new thing out of it, obviously. A conversion, as we call it. Make it a multifamily. Make it something else. Make it who knows what. Or you can be uh, strategically smart if you can do it financially, if you can afford it, or the investors allow it, or you don't have that burden sitting on you and you could do it yourself. Um, and that is turning that place into that light industrial revolution tool, meaning warehousing and it comes with a price it comes with a price because a person who was running a mall or was who owned a mall and we was used to a certain type of per square foot income and certain type of of stuff coming in revenues coming in and it's not there anymore and all of a sudden someone is talking about him uh, someone's uh, someone else is saying okay you could bring in warehousing platforms you have to first of all change it. You have to reposition it. You have to change a lot of stuff. Some malls are not acquired, are not equipped uh, to do that. Of course, most of them, but some of them, are, some of them are. Some of them are are lighter in terms of the ability to convert them from construction wise, and they, it's it can be done not only zoning wise but also construction wise, and it it's doable because it's just practically it, it's it's it can be done. So once you know it can be done. Once you know it can be done and you're looking at it, 
So it's tough to move from what you know you had to this 10, 12 per square foot. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm making only that. I want to get out of here. So that could be the notion. At the same time, it doesn't really matter what this per square footage can be. If you have the ability to do that and you know that there's a tremendous need for industrial, for warehousing, then you can be not only humble, but strategically smart and you can make a lot of money out of it. So that is something that is required from people who own all those retail centers to be able to say, listen, I know what the revolution is bringing and what I want to do is to move to industrial and to move to warehousing and to see what and to be all I can be in terms of what's happening in the world because it's happening. You can't deny it. You can't stop it. You know that this whole revolution will start. If you go to warehouses and you see how much activity there are there, everybody's talking about it. Everyone is talking about it. You know that it's going to get more and more. And you know that developers that are building those, they will need to charge those those 12 or $14 per square foot and the single digits again are dead because they will have to uh, they'll have to break bread for their homes because they will have to justify this whole uh, this whole development that they just created, right? And they bought it for a reason. They bought it because they saw it coming. So the bottom line is that industrial in its new form and its I would say huge form that is just had come upon us because it has to support this whole e-commerce system. Everything that's going on around us, everything that we all use, it's not only coming, it's coming with full force ahead and whoever is going to catch it, whoever is going to be on it is going to win. So that's why all those many funds are going and attacking it with full force. Um, so the two ends of it are, I would say, if, if I have to like take two edges of, of things are uh, offices unknown. We don't know when it's coming back. We know that it will come back. We don't know how. We don't know how much. We don't know what what capacity. We know people will get back to offices, but that's sort of the question. We know retail is in trouble and retail is changing forever. We know that people will still use retail, will go to centers, but we know that net leases and those pharmacies and, and uh, you know, a, a strip center that have different aspects. And for that, we are going to have special guest next week. Okay, but uh, I'm not going to talk about that now. Hotels, we know that they're going to come back, but right now they're not back. Right now, there's an issue. Right now, they're not back. Right now, they are in trouble. Okay? If you're looking at this whole entire picture, I see two edges. I see the first edge, the first end of things. The first edge is, um, is multifamily. First edge is multifamily and residential and the other edge is industrial. People are sitting at home. They need a roof over, over their head. They're sitting at home, and they're clicking and clicking and clicking. And I heard it from Les Brown. Uh, the world is moving from brick and mortar to click and order. I love that. <laughs> it's really funny. It's sad, but it's funny. But it's true. And the fact that people are sitting at home and clicking, 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 that will make the industrial revolution grow and grow and grow because you will need the back end backup for this whole system to go. And how do you have a system that will work best by having those warehouses and industrial and logistics and all these things happening in the back end and they will need more and more and more square footage as 
retail is shrinking. Okay, so that's shrinking, that is growing, that's where it's going. And it's not like the economy is not going anywhere, meaning the economy may go here, may go there. Some people predict that uh, the big crash is going to happen in 2021. Even if there's a big crash happening, everything goes down, must go up, eventually will go up, and people will continue eventually buying things. And obviously, the warehouse solution is going to be the solution because it's it, it actually supports the whole online system. Um, and it's becoming more and more sophisticated. Also, think about it. Uh, the more we uh, order online, the more we are, how do I say, this, the spoiler we get. So, for example, if a person was used to a certain amount of time until the products are reaching them, right, um, they became more, more and more and more spoiled. And now they want it in shorter time, faster, and in a better quality, and in a how do you say in a in a more in a safer type of a way to come that it won't break on the way or won't get lost, etc. And also, uh, the whole system today is 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 nuts. Like for example, just give you an example. When the pandemic hit, I found myself sitting on a chair and I have bad back. So I said to myself, "Okay, fine. Um, I'll order for me and my wife." I'll order those, you know, I saw in, online, I saw those gel cushions, right? Those cushions, those pillows, whatever. It's like gel. You sit on it and it's better apparently for your back or whatever it is. I don't know. And uh, I'm sitting on uh, and I'm, I'm looking at it online and it popped out in my Facebook and I ordered it. So like any other guy who orders things and uh, it never came. And apparently that company uh, disappeared. So whether there were a scam, I tried to reach them. They wrote back, no, no, it's coming. No, no, it's coming. Obviously, some something from China. I have no idea where they're from. Anyways, obviously, it's a fraud. Obviously, it's some. So what I'm trying to say is that the whole industrial revolution is happening full force ahead. But the whole support system around it is creating more and more and more jobs, more and more solutions, more and more cybersecurity systems that will actually support this whole circle that is called warehousing etc but a part of it is the real estate part of it of course is the square footage that is going to be required there are going to be more places there's going to be more logistical space that is required you'll need a place to put all these things you'll need systems to put in there you'll need more robots or people or whatever that's a separate discussion but you'll need the square footage and once that happens once that happens it's going to uh uh, and it grows, I meaning it's already happening. But I'm saying once it grows to a level that it's going to be crazy. And I think that uh, people talk, I mean, I heard someone speak about a bubble within the industrial spectrum. I, I heard someone speak about this. And um, I don't agree with this necessarily because unlike, um, it could be, anything could happen, but unlike, for example, retail, that seemed to be exciting for people. Exciting because people wanted to go and, and have fun. And the retailers started saying, okay, let's create more happening. Let's create, uh, let's have a, another store here. Let's have another store there. And the retail started booming. And we went uh, overboard with uh, building retail all over the States. I don't think that industrial is that exciting that will get people to build more unless there is a necessity that is direct, meaning um, there's less excitement around 
industrial. It's not an exciting real estate. It's not like a, a beautiful condo development that everybody wants to live in or a luxurious architecture. It's not. It's it's a boring looking type of of structure, and uh, and the way you're gonna make it, it's usually built to suit type of a thing. They'll have to suit. Uh, they'll have to be suitable for the certain type of company with the ceiling, with the type of the fire department, and if it's storage, it has to have all kind of setting, and if it's a warehouse, it has to have different settings, and every company has their requirements, and also there's um, there's a certain type of a risk factor in it because if you have a certain type of company coming in and saying listen i want to i i I need x amount of square footage for my company to have this warehouse right and they're coming in and they and and you're building it for them and they're there and they a long-term lease everything is great right what if they leave you're stuck with a built-to-suit tailor-made type of a type of a, a structure that is built particularly for that. If it's Amazon, you're dead. If they come and you make it for them, it's huge, humongous, and you made it for them and then they leave, um, then you it will be very hard to find another company that exactly they can use the exact same type of an in, industrial, the warehouse that you've built for, for, for Amazon to be able to use. Point made, meaning what, what's what's the point? What, what's the point I'm trying to make? The point I'm trying to make is that people that are getting into this business are very careful, okay? It's less of an exciting type of thing. Let's build this, imagination, this, that. No, it's a built-to-suit type of a thing. It's very it's very specific. It's very speci- There are very specific requirements within this industry that will get the investors to come in and say how exactly we need to build it or we need to buy it and reposition it and rehab it, whatever it is, in order to make it good for our tenant. Okay, in order to make it feasible for our tenant. And I'm not talking about the numbers. I'm talking about that. So it's a type of an industry that requires, how do you say, being really, really uh, um, going into the specifics. And that, and there's less excitement. And therefore, I don't see a bubble here. I don't see something that be be created for a bubble. If you disagree, I'll, I'll appreciate if you could write me a comment. But I'm saying... As as per as per that's the way that's the way I see it. That's the way I see it. And I think that the whole industrial thing is going to go even stronger and harder and larger and bigger again. Because once we went to the e-commerce revolution, and once we got into the pandemic and the e-commerce revolution became a huge thing, and everyone is using it, and, and we just got used to do it all the time. And we're not so thrilled to get up from our seats now and to go to any place and buy anything because we can do it online. Once we saw that coming, once we see that opportunity, once we once we became spoiled, I don't think there's any way back. I think there's only forward and there's only better. And the industrial revolution is here to stay and become bigger and better. And the only question is, what will those companies need and how would this be translated in terms of square footage? I hope you guys enjoyed this and I want to wish you a beautiful, beautiful week. Take care, you guys. Hey guys, thanks for joining me in this CRE Shark Eye Show. I hope you enjoyed it and Go subscribe, download, do whatever you guys need to do 
and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care of yourselves.